Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. AEW is going back to Wembley and we are joined from Wembley right now by AEW's own, uh, the fighter of the Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castagnoli. And look at Wembley in all its splendour and Claudio in all its splendour as well. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, Wembley's here. They're getting ready for uh, England against Netherlands. Women's Euro qualifier. Nice. Are you sticking around to watch the game? You can have time. No, I don't have time. I have to get back to the U.S. for the uh, C2, the uh, Continental Classic, you know. Uh, I think I have my match on Saturday against Brody King, so got to get back. Oh, the small matter of your own World Cup taking place, it would seem. Uh, but obviously we're in Wembley today, ahead of AEW All In. Now, I know you're a big coffee guy, Claudio. Have you had a chance to go and get a posh coffee in London yet today? Uh, not yet. But Shocking. I started out a few places uh, that we're going to go. But, uh, you know, I had to, uh, I was, I, was, I landed, I got the hotel, I got some food, and then I came right here to talk to you because that was more important than coffee. See? Wow. This is on my priority list. You're that high. Oh, you. Uh, what makes, um, uh, looking back on All In, uh, what made that first trip to the UK so special? Away from like the massive roar of the 80,000 plus, what made that first uh, AEW European conquest so special, Claudio? I mean, the fact that it was historic, I mean, it was the highest paid attendance in wrestling history. And the fact that it was a stadium show and it wasn't just any stadium. I mean, it's, it's Wembley Stadium. And if you don't, you may have to explain that to an American, but you don't have to explain that to the European, what that, what that means. And uh, for me, you know, coming from here and it's like, if you want to see the, you know, any wrestling or AEW, you, on a big scale, you have to go to the US, right? It's like you have to travel, you have to get, and like nowadays, like you have to get the visa and you have to travel and it's complicated. And then AW goes like, we're running Wembley. And that means all of Europe can attend. And I feel like all of Europe did attend. Like there's people from from everywhere that came to watch it and it just made it so accessible. And to me, uh, that was that was very special. Uh, you began your career in Europe, and it really does hit different to the U.S. wrestling scene, doesn't it? Uh, it does. I mean, when I when I first started, it was Germany, um, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, France, and then I got a little bit into England. I think it was uh, when um, Alex Shane back in the day. I don't know if you remember him. Was just uh, you know had like big success with like larger crowds. And I got brought in for one or two shows. And then um, 
Uh, after that, I moved to the United States. Um, but it just, it was such a, like, a tight-knit group of guys and a tight-knit group of, like, people who just traveled and you started to see it every show and you just saw where that grew from. And, I mean, these days, the European wrestling scenes like England, Germany, they're just, it's booming and it's great. And it's uh, cool to see how that all flourished. And then it's, of course, even better to see how AEW is able to run Wembley Stadium and not just as a one-off, but then coming back because it gives, I mean, gives people who just start like a goal, a motivation. They see like, okay, what is all possible? And they, you know, it's just, that's tremendous. Very intrigued to know, had wrestling not come along for you in the way that it did, what do you think Claudio Castagnoli would have been doing? So I had a pretty pretty fun uh, desk job, as you would say, uh, back home uh, for a big American company. And I think I would still be doing that, yeah. What was the so, desk job? Uh, it was <laughs> it was a pretty fancy title. It was called Data File Administrator. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was the only one who was doing it um, for all of Europe. And I was in charge of uh, uh, invoicing of like different factories uh, in France, Germany, Austria, Italy, uh, all through Switzerland. And yeah, I was a judge and all of that. And I was pretty good at it, I would like to think. So <laughs> I'll be still doing that. When you joined up with AEW, um, immediately uh, you made an impact. And as well as uh, the match that you surprised everybody in, there's a wonderfully wholesome photo that did the rounds of Tony Khan giving you the tightest hug. Uh, it was beautiful. It was a lovely moment. So delighted to see you there. It was like you'd saved his dog from a burning building. It was a really lovely picture. <laughs> well, in a in a way, I mean, it wasn't his dog, but uh, I mean with Brian getting getting hurt, they needed a replacement rather rather fast, you know. And uh how does the saying go, you know, if uh, if no one else can help, uh, maybe you can call the A team. And I feel like I'm just, <laughs> you know, like how uh, how how quick like was the turnaround like from that? From from like you from you having a, a weekend off to suddenly the the phone lighting up with Tony Khan's name. How to from that to getting in the ring, how much time was there between you being called and the match happening i mean there was there was not much time i mean like you said like maybe a couple of days a week it wasn't it was not as much time as people think um there you know there have been some talks before that but it was just kind of you know seeing what's going on like you know feeling out kind of um but then like when everything happened as it usually does in life you know it just kind of happens really fast um luckily i you know kind of keep in shape and stuff like that. So I was ready. Tell us a little about working with Tony, a guy who's spinning a million plates. Uh, how do you guys uh, work on a, on a weekly basis? Do you spend much, do you get much face time with him? Yeah. I mean, um, it is, it is very impressive how many things he juggles, so to speak, and do that successfully, you know, and the energy he has and the passion he brings to each one of his um, endeavors. So, you know, like AW, Fulham, Jacksonville, like he's 100%, you know, and he's so excited about it. And anytime we talk to him about it, it's like, it's fun. He brings that energy and um, he just loves it. And that's just fun to, to work with and fun to work for because it's like he loves wrestling as much as anybody, if not more. And, um, you know, like to just, 
go out and try to provide the best product possible is something that I've always done. And I feel like that's what we owe to our fans. And that's, you know, what, what Tony wants to see. So it's, it's great. Obviously, the world knows you as a phenomenal technical wrestler, but some of your uh, mo- highest high points in AEW so far have just been these wild, sprawling brawls that we've seen, like the stadium stampede uh, all in. How does it? How does a, a match like that get put together uh, by um, I, you and the guys? You know, you you said I am a technical wrestler. I did two blood and guts. Yep. I did uh, two stadium, one one uh, arena. What is it called? Uh, I won stadium stampede, one Anakin in the arena. Uh, yeah, I think I've. <laughs> I think we need to change it. I mean, uh, maybe maybe I need to add brawl or, uh, as well. Um, but it but it, it it's been it's been so much fun, and to me, that's just part of uh, the versatility that I pride myself on. That I can do whatever, and um, you know, the Anakin in the arena definitely was one of those things that I knew it was going to be special just because it's such a spectacle. It was just hard to balance that, like what well the people on tv see without it getting boring for the people in the arena uh, or in the stadium because you know there's eighty thousand people here we don't want to be like okay let's all fight in the back because that you know that's cool but then nobody sees what's going on in the ring so um you know there needs to be a balance and uh, i think we we struck that and i got to fight in the royal box so you know (laughs) was that your idea I mean, as soon as as soon as as soon as we got the clearance to do something in the royal box by the royal seats, you know, I may have just been like, "Well, I think I'll, uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think that will be me," you know, uh, another another check of my of my to do list, which is like, I mean, why wouldn't you, right? If you get the opportunity to to, to beat somebody up in the royal box, then you would absolutely jump at it. It makes yeah, it I makes mean, the most sense. We also we also did our entrance where the uh, the goalposts were. So um, right before we went out, everybody gets ready and everything. And I just went over to the goalpost. I'm like, quick, take a picture, take a picture. So, <laughs> uh, security guards take a picture, uh, you know, like before I was, before we were like running out, um, which which was another awesome spectacle. Uh, because, you know, we do the mox entrance. So we come through the crowd and we come out and I just look and there's all the local security, all the securities just standing there, right? And they're kind of like guarding, you know, they have like their hands up and then they just see like a sea of people coming towards them and they'll just kind of lower their hands and start staying sideways and just completely swarm us. And I was like, this is amazing. It just was like this, this cool, like rock star type, you know, like everybody just swarming. It was, it was quite something. It was awesome. It's like a Wembley pitch invasion, essentially, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, that's exactly what it was. You just, I just looked over and there was just this swarm of people coming. I'm like, this is crazy and exactly as awesome as I was hoping. Uh, let, let's talk a bit about the Blackpool Combat Club, your boys. Uh, now, um, as a coffee man, I want, let's have some fun with this, right? Uh, I'd like you to describe each member of the Blackpool Combat Club if they were a type of coffee. Mm, okay. So I would be a flat white. Flat white. Nice. Uh, or Gibraltar, I think, as you call it over here as well. Um, just okay. different. Um, let's say, let's say Brian is a cold brew because that's actually what Brian drinks as well. That's that's his drink. It's a cold brew, and then uh, John would just be a regular black coffee uh, because that's again what he drinks. 
uh, that white is what I drink. And then um, Wheeler is actually, <laughs> he's the youngest old man I know. He's been <laughs> drinking coffee since he was 14. He was very upset when I told him, <laughs> I said in the interview past that he doesn't drink coffee yet. He was very upset because <laughs> he legit think has been drinking coffee since he was 14 years old. Um, but um, I, th I think he's a coffee with a little bit of sugar guy. Oh, so, so, nice. so and maybe a little bit of milk as well. So that's how I would describe us. Um, well, I had, I had a go at doing these as well. And, and no word of a lie. I can even show you my working out if you wanted, because I put you down as a flat white. Uh, who can do anything, everything, loved by all. I put, genuinely put Brian Danielson down as a cold brew. <laughs> all right. See, there we go. Leaves what it chilling you your bones, but will absolutely make your heart race. That was my yeah. thinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What did you put Mark's down as? Uh, a double shot espresso. Thought just for the intensity yeah. more than anything yeah. else. And yeah. for Wheelie Uter, I went Alungo, which is the long pour well, coffee. Yeah. Well, so, so like if we do the European versions, I, I would... Yeah, I would 100% agree with you. Uh, yeah. Nice. We've done yeah, our coffees. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, unfortunately, uh, a cup of tea was removed from the group last year in William Regal. Uh, obviously, the, the... Not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody's cup, cup of tea. tea. Definitely our cup of tea. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And somebody shot a whiskey, not everybody's cup of tea. William Regal uh, away from the group. But obviously the group named after him, you were brought in as... Uh, as you know, because you're such a massive part of, of his legacy as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So he was away. Can you remember the conversation, one of the last conversations that you had before he left the company for, for other things? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were all uh, taking a big group picture together uh, before he left. And then we uh, did the usual, which is, uh, you know, drive together to our hotel and just talk wrestling and shop and life and everything um and we still do i mean i bring it up in every interview because then it's always getting like man i 
really want to know what's going on in that BCC group chat. <laughs> it's still going and it's still going strong. And, uh, you know, he's he's still very much part of it because, like you said, he has been part uh, of all our careers for such a long time. And, like, without him, I would have never gotten uh, to WWE and to AEW, essentially. So, um, you know, he's, you know, he's paved a lot uh, for my career. And uh, he's still he's, he's still very much part of it. And, uh, like you said, it's still the same name. So so is, is, there, is there legitimately a, a BCC group chat, like a WhatsApp group? It's not a WhatsApp group. It's an actual group chat. Yes, ah. yes there is. Yes, there is. Uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah, and it, there, there, there's the most random clips of uh, whatever wrestling you can think of. There's like shoot wrestling, Japanese, English wrestling. Just when anybody finds a cool clip or something, it's just going in there. It pops up at random times. There's some dark videos that float in there every now and again. So it's it's brilliant. Who was the who was the, what was the last message in there? If you're able to divulge. Or the last message in the BCC group chat? Um, I think it was actually something about um, uh, the anniversary of uh, Regal's last match that he had with me. And then we kind of talked about that. And then it drifted off into uh, one of his matches that he had with the uh, great Muta or something uh, where he like had his knee hurt. It was like, <laughs> it became a great story. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good place to find nice stories about wrestling, mainly about Regal as well. Of course. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. There have been some, some highs in AEW. Obviously you, you stood in the, the, the hallowed halls of one of them in Wembley. Uh, you've had some major coups in the signing department as well. There's been some lows as well. You've had uh, injuries at the top. Uh, you've had stars departing as well. How does AEW's locker room come together during the less ideal moments? I think it kind of, uh, riles everybody up like it's it's kind of interesting because you can always see um, I feel like in any sport um, you know especially for example in football as well you can see how good a team actually is if it goes through hardship you know if like if, if they lose their star player or if they lose a key player or whatever you want to say like how the team rallies and I feel um, the AW locker room has rallied extremely well in difficult circumstances and they've also had extremely well to overcome whatever is thrown at them if people get hurt if people leave if people come in um and i feel like that um just shows the depth of the locker room and also the talent that is there that is willing to step up and um that's great to see uh, everywhere you've been, it's no coincidence that you've been put in these sort of redefining tag teams and stables. Uh, and they have truly redefined you and Chris Hero in Ring of Honor. Uh, obviously, you and Tyson Kidd had a phenomenal run in WWE. You and Sheamus uh, were put together seemingly lastminute.com and just decided, almost just for a laugh, just to become the best tag team ever. It was just amazing. Um, when when you guys were put together for the first time, what was what was the reaction from both of you? Well, I don't think I didn't really want to team with him. I don't think he really wanted to team with me. So, 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 so that was actually quite, quite genuine. And it just kind of uh, went from there. But we also both had something to prove. And we also both had a lot of respect for each other. So when I said we didn't want a team, that's not like there was not, it was nothing personal. Like we, there was a tremendous respect. We just probably uh, wanted to be more of a singles focus. But then once we, but we were put together as a team. We were like, no, let's put a hundred percent into this, and um, yeah, then it just kind of grew from there. 
there's there's conversations about uh, possibly Sheamus's WWE deal reportedly coming to an end. Would a reunion be something that you'd maybe like to touch upon? I mean, you know, it's always it's always interesting um, to to think about stuff like that. But um, I I like to leave the speculation for the fans, and uh, you know, I just deal with concretes because I feel. Um, there's enough uncertainty in life as is. Uh, I just focus on the stuff that I can control. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to speculate, especially um, if you love something, if like if people love wrestling, if I love football, I love basketball, whatever it is, uh, video games, you can speculate and it's fun. But um, until it happens, I'm not going to, you know, comment or put too much stock into it. Fair enough. Uh, well, as well as tag partners, it comes away from that those long-standing opponents and whenever anybody thinks of Claudio they think of Eddie Kingston at the same time uh you two uh ripped it up almost like a almost like jumping through the multiverse of wrestling to continue to fight each other um yeah. what what do you think has made the the Claudio Eddie Kingston rivalry so long-standing in wrestling well I think it's because not just in wrestling I think it's because it's a life thing you know mm. <laughs> so um I think it's because it's 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 real. I think that's one, yeah. It's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you you read you lean into it and it's real. Uh you mentioned uh you're a big video game fan as well. Uh yeah. obviously it's a long flight over from the States. Uh were you playing anything while you're on the way here? Um I was I was actually not. I was reading and then I was trying to sleep and I was just like, you know, and just sit there and be like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> so, that's, that's what I did. That's what I did a lot. Um yeah, but I usually travel with my Switch. Uh Zelda is what I've what I've been playing recently on there. Uh yeah, that's a good a good in flight game. Nicely done, nicely done. Um okay, so looking ahead then to the to twenty twenty four in AEW, uh what are the aspirations there for you? Obviously, we want to keep seeing success for you, but you know, between now and Wembley, there's a lot of ground to cover. Anything yep. you'd like to especially be doing next year? Oh man, uh, there's so many things. Um, first of all, like right now, it's the you know the Colonial Classic is going on. So, uh, and the new Triple Crown champion is going to be crowned at the end, which which I mean, <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> uh, I don't have to say it out loud. Um, I think it will be a prime candidate for that. Um, so that's definitely one of my goals. And then, as usual, my, my goal is just to keep the standard uh, of wrestling that I that I do that high, and to to keep um, competing at the highest level, which most obviously means at Wembley again, hopefully in a match with um, a little bit less chaos and more focus on wrestling, um, and to obviously keep the Blackpool Combat Club on the forefront of what's going on in AW. And um, you know, there's again, you know injuries and things uh, that happen but hopefully we get all four of us together again full strength and then have some have some fun matches yeah claudio thank you so much for taking time to chat with us a cultaholic uh, we are excited to see aew all in back at wembley tickets are on sale now and we hope that as you say you get your wish and you do something more uh, wrestling based at wembley stadium but failing that we'd love to see you have another scrap in the royal box so we've got that oh. on the back burner as well <laughs> Hey, I'll do whatever, what, whatever in here at Wembley Stadium. I'm extremely, I'm extremely excited to come back. Yeah, get your tickets now. I think the, the pre 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 sale is on right now, and Friday tickets go on sale. So you definitely don't want to miss out because 
I feel like AEW always delivers, always, especially on pay-per-views. Um, you know, I've seen it before. People are like, oh, I don't know about this one. And then it just, the talent is just always knocking out of the park. And I feel like that's what you said earlier. It's like, how does the locker room react? And it's like, the locker room is always, everybody is trying to just smash it. And I feel like that's what's happening every single week and every single pay-per-view. So when Wembley comes along again, it's things would be magic. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 